This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. Come on in. It's the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hi, everyone. Welcome in. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in for Sean Kelly on this Tuesday. We have a great show for you on this Tuesday. We'll talk a little basketball, talk a little fantasy football. How'd everyone's fantasy football team do? Two out of three for me. I say not too shabby, but for those who kind of struggled in week one, don't worry. We'll have some help for you today. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. He'll be on, as he always is on Tuesday, to help you out with your fantasy team. Also, some waiver wire pickups to help. And uh, like he mentions in the show, it is overreaction Tuesday as far as week one. Um, Some of the big names not doing too well in week one. Don't worry. Jake will be here to help you out. Did you watch the two football games last night? Uh, Falcons edge out the Eagles 26 to 24 Falcons, a 20 to three lead in the first half, thinking it was pretty much over. But Eagles, with a strong second half, at least in the third quarter, to come back and take the lead. And then the fourth and one, you go for it. You don't go for it. Chip Kelly says, "Let's kick it." Parkey misses the field goal, and then the big interception there at the end. The Falcons open up the season one and zero in the head to uh, New Jersey, the Meadowlands, I guess, to face. The New York Giants next week. So 1-0 for the Falcons in Carolina in the NFC South. Tampa Bay and New Orleans square off on Sunday. 0-1 for both of those teams. So uh, should be another exciting week around the NFL. The second game, I don't know if you stayed up to watch it. Good for you. But uh, 49ers uh, all over the Vikings 20-3. Not the most exciting game. I don't know what you thought about also those jerseys by the 49ers. The black and red. I like the traditional jerseys a little bit more. But for those of you who liked it. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, so week one is in the books. And now let's turn the page, look forward to week two as we'll begin the next couple of days to preview the Bucks and the Saints. We're efforting to get a Bucks writer on tomorrow's show. and uh, But today we'll focus more on the basketball side a little bit and the fantasy football side as the Saints are off today, as they usually are on a Tuesday during the regular season. So on the basketball side, some good news today as far as tickets. Well, not good news if you don't have your tickets, but single-game tickets for the Cavs game and the opening night against the Warriors are sold out. So that means the Smoothie King Center should be bumping on opening night. But if you don't have your tickets, what are you waiting for? There are tickets available for those games, but you have to get them through a package. So log on to pelicans.com to look at those packages, or you can call 504-525-HOOP. And you can acquire one of those packages, and then that will secure your seat to the Cavs game and the Golden State Warriors. And I'm pretty sure some of these other games are going to sell out pretty soon. So uh, make sure you get your tickets um, while you can. But it should be an exciting night, and it's right around the corner, Halloween night, October 31st. The defending champs come into town. Game number three of the season, home opener for the Pelicans. And, of course, the Cavs always a big draw with LeBron James and company, the Eastern Conference champions from last season we'll talk with ryan anderson today um jim i i can offer an article about him a couple weeks ago great article on him looks like he's in shape ready to go he's excited sean kelly who i said has a day off not really taking the day off he'll be interviewing ryan anderson today and uh, so we'll get some pelicans talk on this tuesday and then again fantasy help for you guys i know i needed it jake steely does a good job with us and on neworleansaints.com to kind of help you out for all those who have saints players you know which one's to start 
which ones to add, maybe which ones not to play in week one. Jake will have all that for you coming up later on in the show. So Ryan Anderson, Jake Seeley, it's yours. Up next, we'll start with Sean Kelly's interview with Ryan Anderson. We'll be right back. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. This is Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans fans have not heard from Ryan Anderson in a long time, and so it's great to have him here with us on the Black and Blue Report today. As, uh, the team has really kind of gathered up for voluntary workouts before training camp starts at the end of the month. First of all, you look great, by the way. It must be all that good, clean living, right, Ryan? Sean, you just you just always know the right things to say. You always know the right things to say. Um, you know, it, it's definitely uh, been a great summer for me being able to train, and uh, you know, I had a diet plan I was on, um, but just mostly just feeling better. You know, after the past couple of years not being able to work out and having pretty tough summers, where you know, obviously last year was difficult with the injury, and then everybody, you know knows the year before just how difficult that was so it was uh it's it's just just definitely been a long time coming for me to have a summer like this and you know I just feel great like you said so thank you for the compliment Sean I think you look great as well well thank you sir we won't share my weight but I will ask you yours what was your what was your weight going into camp last year and where do you think you are right now oh man especially you know coming into camp last year I I couldn't do anything you know I couldn't even run so uh Actually, training camp last year was the first day I could act. I was cleared to do anything. So, um, I'd probably say I was close to about 20 pounds heavier than I am right now. Um, so, you know, I like to think of it like uh, adding a 20-pound weight vest to you and trying to get up and down the court. It's a little bit more difficult. Um, so, I mean, right now I, I just feel really great, and just even just coming into camp and not feeling exhausted or being able to go through workouts and, and uh, you know, have my lungs just, just feels great in itself. 
I won't use the words that you used when you told me this last year, but I'll just paraphrase and say that you were mad about your shot or the way that you were shooting the ball last year. How much of that had to do with the fact that you couldn't even really pick up a ball until you got to training camp? Um, yeah, as a shooter, your repetition is important, and obviously getting in the court and, and being able to, uh, you know, it, it, it's a whole body thing too. You know, shooting and mechanics are important, but you got to have your legs under you. So, you know, as a whole, it was, you know, shooting off the move was difficult for me. You know, being able to get my legs under me was difficult. You know, um, if you're kind of dragging around the court like I was for a little while, um, you know, it's hard to, you know, that's a three balls aren't the shortest shots. You know, you need your legs involved. So, you know, when you're sprinting around the court and, and uh, you don't have your legs under you, you're going to shoot the ball short. And, you know, for me, it's not necessarily the accuracy that gets me all the time. It's it's whether or not I'm I'm going to shoot the ball far enough or have my legs under me. It, legs are so important for me. So uh, not being able to do much with my legs, you know, especially last summer, um, you know, that was tough. So, yeah, last year in my mind was a really difficult year, sort of a wash year. I don't really want to – I want to move past it. Well, that's a, we'll do that today. And um, I would say you're probably feeling better about your play now than – obviously than you did last season sure yeah I mean I, I my confidence level coming into this season is just at an all-time high and um you know I'm ready really ready to to just go this year um and I'm really excited with this new staff and and uh you know obviously the new players that we have involved and um you know just the up-tempo pace we're going to play is exciting and um you know, it's going to give our scorers ability to, to, to score the ball and be comfortable doing what they like doing. You know, there's not going to be a lot of restrictions as far as, um, you know, especially for me as a shooter, you know, I, I don't want to always be thinking if this is a bad or good shot. You know, I, I think, you know, with, with coaches' philosophy, it's, you know, if you're confident in shooting that shot, it's a good shot. So um, for me, you know, coming in healthy, coming in confident, you know, ready to go, confident in my basketball abilities, everything, you know, and coming in with a system like this, I think it's, uh, I'm excited about it. Eric Gordon told me, I think it was last month, he thinks this team could average 109 to 110 points a game. You want to jump onto that? <laughs> um, I mean, there's no reason why we can't, you know, I think that this is a group that, uh, especially like I said, with the up-tempo pace, we really can score the ball in so many different ways and we like to run, so... I don't see why that would be, you know, as too much of a stretch. Um, we're going to score the ball. That's not going to be our issue, uh, and that's why we've been focusing so much on defense right now and in the, uh, you know, this off-season time and, you know, getting ready for training camp. We've been focusing so much on the defensive end just so that we can kind of focus on on having that mentality coming into the year because it's not going to be an issue with scoring. When you look at Golden State last year, everybody talks about their scoring. It's it's easy to look past the fact that they were such a great defensive team, too. Darren Ehrman comes in here as well with kind of a defensive mindset. What will be um, – and, again, I know training camp hasn't even started yet, but if you could give me an idea what, of what the core principles are of the new Pelicans defense, help me on that. It's really just helping each other. It's, it's a system that relies on your teammate, you know, and, but – but most of all, communication, I think, is the most important thing, you know. And we're, it's a simplified defense from what we're really used to. It's something that for us, you know, we're having 
as big guys, you know, we have to really be sort of the quarterbacks and, and communicate a lot on the defense because we're generally, you know, close to the basket or, you know, calling out pick and rolls or, or you know, we're in charge of the communicating. So, you know, I can mostly speak from the end of the big guys. But so for us, it's, uh, it's just sim- more simple communicating. Um, you know, our calls are just um, – you know they're they're just uh, easier. You know it's it's something that makes it, it just the flow of the game better. And I think that we're just going to have a a, a um, you know it's just going to be an up tempo pace of, of defense. But I think we're going to do uh, it's going to be better for us with this up tempo pace basketball we want to play. Ryan Anderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Ryan, there's a rumor running around this building that uh, during these workouts um, you've been out there dunking on people's heads. Uh, can you either confirm or uh, deny the such uh, rumors? I think that – who told you this, Sean? Who is it? I cannot reveal my sources at this point. Otherwise, there would be a you know, breach of trust. Was it – I know my mom came into practice. I've not spoken with your mom. I can, I can mom. deny that it is my your mom. mom. Yeah. My mom told you. This is the rumor from my mom. She's a proud mother. You know, she uh, – she likes to spread these rumors that I'm, you know, this superstar athlete, you know, she's just really excited for this season, man. So, yeah, she's, uh, you know, she's been spreading that rumor. A lot of people have been calling me about it, but it's just, it's kind of bothering me a little bit, you know. You've not really answered the question here, have you? Is this something you learned over the summer as well? It is. You always have to be politically correct with, with uh, and, and no, come on. I... You know what? I feel more athletic than I ever have, and I'm dunking the ball a little bit more than I than I used to. But I don't want fans to be coming in here thinking Ryan's going to be, you know, the next Blake Griffin. You know what I mean? If I'm the next Blake Griffin, I mean, you better expect me to be, you know, in the dunk contest. You know what I mean? And I'm going to win the dunk contest. So I'm saying, if you see me look Blake Griffin-esque, expect me in the dunk contest. Okay. So you are saying that you will potentially be the first player to ever go back-to-back All-Star weekends, one is a three-point shooter and the next is the dunk guy? Is that what you're trying to tell me here? I want <laughs> – yes, no. Never put me in the dunk contest. I don't, that would be the most embarrassing. That would be awful, man. Um, yeah, but, I mean, obviously my game is still, uh, you know, based around the perimeter. Um, but, you know, adding more athleticism to, for, to my game and, and – uh, you know, there's obviously going to be more uh, – I'm going to be more explosive without that 15, 20 pounds added to me. So, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited with just all elements of, of this season and, and just coming in feeling great is really exciting. Before we run out of time, let's get to the stuff that you and I really want to talk about. You, you are, sir, a student of the culinary arts. Is there anything over the summer here that you uh, learned how to prepare or appreciate more in the last couple of months? You know I love these questions. Yes. Well, you know, um, the other day, I, I've been a grill master this summer. So I've been really trying to work on my grilling skills. And, um, you know, steaks are easy. Chicken is easy. You know, and I'm I'm a big I've been big into kebabs lately, so um, you know for you you have to number one important thing about a kebab is you just have to have the right proportions and they have to be cut evenly. I really learned that about kebabs. Nobody wants to hear this stuff, Sean. Do they? Just keep going. 
You know what I want? You know what I want? Really this want during to do? lunch hour. Now you're making me really hungry. Okay, Sean, you know what I want to do yes. with you? Tell me. I want to have a crawfish boil. And I know it's not crawfish season. But can we somehow have like a Pelican-sponsored crawfish boil where people can just prepare it for us and we can just sit down and eat it? That's what I want in New Orleans. I want a crawfish boil. And maybe, maybe we can get somebody out there that's listening. Sean, you're pretty good. I'll at do it. Boil. Yes, i tell you what. I'm going to make you this promise now. We have to wait till crawfish season. Yeah. But I will do a crawfish boil for you and the guys. Well, I was just meant just for me, Sean. Then just for you. Okay. And your mom, if she's in town. All right. Yeah, I love that Perfect. idea. I love that. Perfect. I've always wanted to do that, Sean. You really you never had a crawfish that. boil. You're really you're 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 giving me my dream. Thank you. You know what? I this had is off the rails now. But go on, go on. Yeah. You know what? This summer has been this summer has been an amazing summer for me. I went to Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Pebble Beach. I golfed Pebble Beach, Sean. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I loved it. You know, I, I, uh, I did a cross-country road trip with one of my good buddies. But I got to say, I'm equally as excited about Sean Kelly's <laughs> crawfish boil, everybody. Just want the world to know that. It is done, and so it shall be this spring, mm-hmm. the inaugural Ryan Anderson crawfish boil. I like that. And T-shirts and everything. I like it. T-shirts Can we make t-shirts? Yes, Love we'll it. make t-shirts. Okay. Great to see you, my friend. Great to see you, as always. Ryan Anderson, always one of our favorite guests, to say the least. And yes, I wasn't kidding at the start. He looks great. I know that he's in a great mindset as we get set for a training camp here on September the 28th, if you can believe that. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Well, two of my three fantasy teams won this past week. I'll give the two wins. Credit to Jake Seeley, who joins us now, a part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake is a writer for RotoExperts.com. I won't blame him for the one loss. I'll blame myself. But, Jake, uh, happy Tuesday to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy tu- happy panic day for about I say, half, because about half everybody lost. So it's panic day for most people. Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, when I was writing my notes about this, I wanted to ask you about it. I had a friend who was messaging me all on Sunday panicking about guys like Calvin Johnson, guys like Andrew Luck. I'm sure people were panicking about DeMarco Murray in the first half. He still had eight rushes for nine yards, but he had two touchdowns. Um, Just talk about today for a little bit and why in 
I guess how fans can kind of calm down a little bit and when should they start panicking? Not today, but when can they maybe start panicking about some of these high-profile players? Uh, I would say, I usually say this every year, maybe probably about week three after week three. Hey, look, this is week one. It's only one loss in the books for the people that are panicking. It's only one week, actually, for anybody who's panicking about a player's performance, like you mentioned with Peyton Manning, C.J. Anderson, Justin Forsett. I mean, you can go down the list and, you look at some of the teams, especially like the Broncos and the Ravens, actually that game in general had so many people on both sides that people are worried about. And you have one side of it that a team knows exactly how to stop Garrett Kubiak. You have the other side where defense is really starting to become one of the best in the league. So you got to take those kind of things into consideration. Same with Andrew Luck is the Bills have always played Andrew Luck well before we were even talking about the Ryan era over there. So there's a lot of situations you've got to take into account where – you can't expect your guys to be good for 16 weeks. Now, everybody's going to have a fall-off season and possibly disappoint. There's going to be people that break out that we weren't thinking of. But until about week three is up, you really can't – you can't consider people I see saying, should I drop Ryan Tannehill for Marcus Mariota? And that, that's just crazy. It's, it's one game, and so much can change, let alone in two games. So take a breath, sit back, maybe attack some of the owners who are the ones that are doing the panicking. And you can get some really nice trade value out of it. And then week three comes along and Andrew Luck is still throwing for one or two touchdowns. Then you can worry a little bit. Is there anyone, not the ones that we mentioned, but anyone that is worth panicking about? Any of these high-profile players that you might go, oh, crap, uh, maybe I should be <laughs> worried about them? Or is it it's still too early just for any, anyone in general? Uh, it's I'd say 99% too early, but the only one that I have a little bit of concern about so far is C.J. Anderson, not because of his usage, not because... I have any further doubt in what Gary Kubiak does because anybody who listened to us last week when I said that he was my number one player because of Gary Kubiak and his running backs, uh, that's why I loved him. The thing that concerns me is the foot. Uh, he has a toe injury, and he said he should be fine. Kubiak said he should be fine by Thursday night, but that's still the toe. Anytime we have the toe, it could turn into a turf toe situation that ends up being a year-long situation. And that was the only concern we ever had is if he's not the bell cow. And if that toe is severely bothering him all year long, it could be a frustrating situation. Another thing I noticed with my fantasy leagues, at least, and I think it kind of throws people off is projections each week with points. Now I had another buddy text me. It was like Colin Kaepernick's projected to have more points than Andrew Luck. Should I start him over that? And I know that's not the case. <laughs> when do you look at those projections? Do you, do you stay away from those as far as you're concerned? How do you look as far as, looking at who to start um, each week? I always go by my own rankings, uh, my own gut instinct. Right. And I tell people all the time, you know, I get smart sick questions every single week, and I tell people, this is who I would play. I always take into account upside and safety. I don't think you can play just one or the other unless your team is built a specific way where you know you have a, guy, a lot of guys that are risky, so you might as well just go for all-out high risk. So. Those are the only type of situations. Other than that, I'm trying to take both into account of a situation of where I could get some upside but not go, you know, possibly have a guy who gets zero carries or zero catches. So I don't like projections for that reason because projections, look, your accuracy on trying to get projections are going to be so wildly, like, I would be surprised if the projections hit on 10% just mm -hmm. because, you know, one extra catch for 20 yards, the projections are out the window. So, I understand the Kaepernick thing. He has a really great matchup this week. But at the same time, I'm never going to sit him for Andrew Luck, ever. I don't care if the projections have Andrew Luck by 10 more, or 10 less points. It's just never going to happen. So I do my rankings by 
that situation, and then the history, too, because now we're talking about Andrew Luck and Kaepernick. We're talking about two different players of right. one that proved last year 14 games of QB1 status versus one who only showed up two or three times. Right. And both didn't really have good first weeks, but then again, matchups played a big part of that as well. Let's talk about a guy that uh, I know a lot of people drafted early, Des Bryant, out um, with a broken foot. Four to six weeks, uh, that timetable could be a little iffy. Um, which Cowboys, ride receivers, or one or two should uh, you pick up in place of Des Bryant for those few weeks? I would actually pick up both Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley if they're out there. I, I would be surprised if Terrence Williams is unowned in most leagues. Uh, maybe some 10-team leagues. A lot of people drafted him, obviously, after all those touchdowns last year. A lot of leagues had him on rosters. But in case he's out there, he would probably be my number one pickup this week, not just for the fact of Des Bryant owners, but just in general, because with Des Bryant out four to eight weeks, uh, you're looking at Terrence Williams having a huge role in that offense. But I think Cole Beasley definitely warrants consideration, too. He's a number two receiver now in that offense. And obviously, you probably think Jason Witten's going to get more attention than he does. But in the PPR league, he already showed value last week as Bryant was in and out of the game. So I think both need to be owned. Williams would be at the top of my list for all waiver pickups. But Cole Beasley isn't that far behind, again, especially for PPR leagues. We'll get to waiver wire pickups in just a second. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Part of the overreaction, I think, today, another one, maybe is Seattle's defense. A lot of people like to take them early as the safety defense. They let up 34 points to the Rams. Is there any concern about Seattle's defense, in your opinion? Uh, from an NFL standpoint, no. From right. a fantasy standpoint, there always has been, and this is why I, I continually tell people don't draft defenses early. It's right. not the same. You look at the Seattle defense from last year, and they were the number one when you talk about NFL pure stats, number one defense to go against. But when you talk about fantasy, uh, depending on what site you were playing on, like uh, NFL.com or Yahoo or that type of stuff, you're talking about a team that wasn't in defense one. It wasn't even somebody that was in the top 12. So, uh, that's the situation you're looking at is fantasy doesn't equal real. And when it comes to defense, it's because you want those turnovers turning into touchdowns and stuff like that. So I'm not worried. Seattle's still going to end up being one of the best defenses in the league. The same thing happened last year. The second half was 10 times better than the first half. But if I'm looking at matchup-wise, I'm not that scared. But if I have the defense, well, yeah, I all I can say is you probably shouldn't have drafted them early because <laughs> they're not going to be the number one defense in scoring. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um we mentioned waiver wire. A few guys to look out for on this week's waiver wire, Jake. Uh, yeah, obviously, like I said, the two wide receivers from the Cowboys are up there. Stevie Johnson already looks great with Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers, I continue to say, is perennially underrated, and I think that it's going to be a nice option out there. If T.Y. Hilton does this time, obviously Dante Moncrief is a huge – I would pick him up before Dorsett. Dorsett's going to be the obvious beneficiary in a snap count, but I think Moncrief could have value even if Hilton doesn't. Uh, he saw a lot of options from Luck in week one, and as we mentioned, Luck should get better. On the running back side, obviously, you got to go get David Johnson and Chris Johnson from the Cardinals with Andre Ellington out for a little while. I like David Johnson's upside a little bit more, but if you need a starter for this week, Chris Johnson looks to be the lead. And then, as I mentioned with C.J. Anderson, if Ronnie Hellman's sitting out there, you got to go out there just in case and grab him, even though – uh, we just don't know what to make. And then uh, I'm going to say last on the list, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to say tight ends. I, you know, I kept saying Tyler Eifert was going to have a breakout season, and he's still on so Apparently enough people don't listen to me. And, and <laughs> I should, we should get more listening in. Tyler Eifert 
needs to be owned in every single league that's out there, as we saw in week one. And then Jordan Reed, uh, Darius Green, Heath Miller. There are a lot of tight ends. If you don't have a tight end, go out there. There's one to pick from this league. Good stuff there. I didn't think a tight end would be mentioned in the waiver wire pickups, but I like it. Uh, he had a big yeah. week. Two touchdowns last week for Tyler Eifert. Um, before we get going here, I want to talk about the Saints a little bit. Spiller, um, Hurt, not sure about his status for this week. Um, a lot of screen passes for the Saints. Not a lot of rushing attempts, but a lot of screens going Mark Ingram's way. Kyrie Robinson. Um, is Kyrie Robinson worth playing this week? And also, what is the status with the tight end situation? Is Ben Watson worth starting? Uh, Josh Hill, no receptions, no yards last week against the Cardinals. Yeah, I love the Saints offense this week going against Tampa Bay. After all, we just saw what they did with a rookie quarterback in this first game and what they let up. So I would be surprised if this offense doesn't score at least 30 points, if not more. Uh, so, I, yeah, I love everybody. If CJ Stiller is out again, Kerry Robinson, I think, is warranted of possibly even a flex play in some leagues because, as we saw, they're going to keep going to the running back in the passing game. That involved a lot of Mark Ingram. So Kerry Robinson got in the mix a lot more than – would normally be expected if Spiller was on the field. So I got to tell you, I love both of them. If Spiller is playing, he's an absolute must start in every single league. I don't think there's a question about that. I like all the wide receivers, as we saw in the first week. Coleman and Colson are probably going to be sharing the number two options back and forth week to week, which might be a little bit frustrating, but you got to play them. But at tight end, as you mentioned, this is something we talked about last week that you might be you might want to hold off until we see this situation shake out. Well, Josh Hill didn't even get a target. So it looks like for the time being, it's going to be Ben Watson. If I missed out on some of those tight ends I just talked about in the waiver wire because a lot of people own them, or you know, maybe they're already picked up before you got a crack in the waiver wire, I would play Ben Watson for the time being. It looks like he's going to be the main option, and this is a good matchup for him. Uh, I just, again, this is one of those ones where any given week we think Josh Hill has some real upside. And we don't know when he's going to get mixed in. But until that happens, I think Ben Watson is worthy of being on. Good stuff as always. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, great advice again this week, and hopefully some uh, listeners will be able to listen to your advice and uh, go for some of these waiver wire pickups. And uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully you go three for three this week. I, I hope so. Thanks, Jake. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise clinical research and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Follow us on Twitter at BlackBlueReport. Okie doke, time to wrap things up from Studio B on this Tuesday. Uh, big thanks to Sean Kelly, Ryan Anderson, and Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com for coming on today's show. Hope you got all the fantasy football advice you need as the next couple days will be used for waiver wire pickups. I'm definitely going to use some of Jake's advice there. And uh, we'll still have some more Pelicans talk tomorrow. Sean Kelly will be back in the hosting chair. He'll also... We're efforting to get Drew Holiday, point guard for the Pelicans, on tomorrow's show. And we're also efforting to get a Bucks writer to start the preview of the Bucks and the Saints. Sunday will be here before you know it, and you better be in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome rocking as the Saints look to get their first win of the season against Tampa Bay. So we'll focus more on Saints and Bucks for the rest of the week, but still a little bit of Pelicans talk on this Tuesday and also some more tomorrow. So hopefully getting Drew Holiday. And again, big thanks to Ryan Anderson for coming on today's show. Until tomorrow, hope everyone has a great rest of their Tuesday. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.